Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get into hour two of WEI Football Sunday. It's Gresh, it's Arcan, it's Cadillac here with you. Fourier will join us at noon. Reverend Arcan's got his preview coming up in 20 minutes. But joining us now on the Harbor One Hotline is our friend Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston. Tommy, good morning. How are you, friend? What's up, buddy? Well, uh, I don't know what is up. Apparently what is up is that Mac Jones is going to be the starter. Uh, number one, Tommy, your thoughts on that, the Patriots landing on putting Mac back in there. And number two, your thoughts on everything that went down this week. Was it a charade? What was it all for? Go ahead and unpack, friend. Sure. Uh <clears throat> On Mac being the starter, I think that the Patriots kind of realized, even though Bill seemed to cross the Rubicon when he made the decision to pull Mac out of the game against Indianapolis and said, you know what, I can't watch it anymore. Then he had Bailey Zappi say, hold my beer, <clears throat> which has been a lot of that going around. Hold my beer, watch this. And Bailey Zappi throws a mind-numbing pick himself. And Bill says, you know what, I can't go to him. So I think that the emotion of that initial decision from Bill was overridden by the reason of in the ensuing week, I don't have another option. I have mismanaged this position so badly that I don't have another option. So Mac ends up being the starter. And that makes sense. If you want to try and win the football game, if you want to do what's best for the football team. And we presume that, what's best means winning the game. Now I'm sure that there's a segment of the fan base and maybe of the locker room that says just anybody but Mac for a while. Let's see if this kid gives us a little bump. But I do think that Mac gives him the best chance to win the football game. And then as to the way he let it play out, Bill, this is the kind of team that teams that, that, that we used to laugh at. You know, ones that are totally disorganized. They can't name a starter. They can't name a starter because they don't have good enough players. They're 2-8. and eight. They're scoring 14 points a game. There is dysfunction. They're releasing players like Jack Jones. They're having um, players sniping at the media. There's question marks as to whether or not the head coach will be back. So they are now entering a position where they're – the worst team in the NFL and the most dysfunctional. And they are 32 of 32 right now. 
With that in mind, uh, Tommy, if it is Mac, obviously, and these reports are right and sort of all of that, are you sort of saying that this decision was made before that Colts game even ended, or was this an actual QB competition here this week? No, I don't think it was made before the Colts game ended. I think it probably crystallized in the week following, in the bye week. Well, what are we going to do? We're going to go to Bailey? Well, maybe we can go to Bailey. Uh, let's let's let him compete. Okay, we definitely can't go to Bailey. So I would imagine that would be the timeline of that decision-making process. But again, if you're trying to get a backup quarterback with limited experience ready to play Christian, you can't give him half the snaps. And if you're trying to fix a quarterback who is struggling and you think his confidence is an issue, you can't give him half the snaps. But that's what the Patriots did this week. Tom, the last time the Patriots made a QB decision this late in the week was before the Bears game last year. I think it came out on Saturday that Mac Jones was going to start. Uh, then it looked basically predetermined that Bailey Zappi would come in eventually. Do you think you could see something like that happening again today where Mac doesn't necessarily make a poor decision or make a backbreaking uh, throw a backbreaking interception or something and all of a sudden Zappi just kind of trots out there? Or do you think Mac has to lose the job today in order for Bailey to come back in? Um, I would think it'd probably be the latter, Mike. But I do think that there'll be a quick trigger. Yeah. I really do. I mean, you're not going to spend all that time getting one guy half ready, both guys half ready, and then not use one of them. So maybe they're going to have a competition in the game. All right, this is the easiest way to do it. It's, you know, live bullets. Go out there and see how it looks between you two. I mean, a friggin' platoon system. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah no. Conversation we're having today. No, that, that, that's what guys like Steve Spurrier do. Right. Yeah, I mean, Belichick made fun of the Colts for having no backup plan for Peyton Manning in twenty at the 2014 draft. You know, the Colts went from Peyton Manning to Curtis Painter when Peyton's neck was going to fall off. And as a result, Belichick said, yeah, we never would be in a position like that where, you know, we don't have somebody. We were, two, we're a two-win team. Well, they they have they don't have a quarterback to get them to ten wins, nor do they have a quarterback to help them avoid two wins. So it's a it's a bizarre situation they've allowed themselves to get into. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here on WEI Football Sunday. Uh, how do you expect the Patriots to get after this Giants defense? Well, the absence of Lawrence makes a huge difference for them. So. They're, they're a blitzing defense. Wink Martindale loves to blitz. So what we saw against Indianapolis, actually, was a team that also is extremely aggressive, and the Patriots ran right at them. So we're probably looking, Gresh, uh, score, maintaining within a one-score game. We're probably looking at a 45-carry game. I mean, that's ideally, I think, what the Patriots would love to do. They don't want to get – you know what? I think they want to get to the finish line as – fast as humanly possible shrink the game as much as possible yeah yeah, when the games are going on they want all of this if they could snap their fingers and have it be january 8th right now i think the whole team would be giddy giddy (laughs) because i don't even think they're really learning anything cad i'm gonna call you cad i've never used that nickname before but you're down there Uh, you're down there mike do you get the vibe that all of these guys just wish it was over because it's a it's a farce, a charade, nobody's learning anything, and and most of the a lot of the players aren't going to be back, right? 
and a lot of the decision makers are going to flip turn over. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think that they say all the right things, and you're like, oh, yeah, no, we're here. We're back after the bye. We want to work, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. I mean, it kind of does feel like it's just sort of a waiting game to get to the end of the season to see what's going to happen moving forward. And to add another layer to this, you know, I know that when we've done player interviews, a lot of it is, well, when's the last time you've been in this situation before? For a lot of these dudes who have been here for a while, like for Dietrich Wise, he's like, man, it ain't been this bad since, like, high school. Right. Right. I mean, this is this is the time when the players who really like to play football because they enjoy football and that's their life, those are the ones who are going to show up. The ones for whom it is a smidgen of drudgery here and there are going to be the ones who are like, please, just get me to the end. Just get me to the end. I, I can't do this anymore. And that's when you start to see guys show up in the injury report or get put on ice for the remainder of the season. So we have not experienced – I've never experienced in covering the team – I watched many of them, but I never experienced in covering the team a season that was this rudderless. Even the 2000 season when they were 5-11, and 11, they were at least building something, and they at least had some good players. They at least had, you know, a franchise quarterback in Drew Bledsoe who was interesting to watch and dissect, and we did dissect him that year. If things get worse, and we were sort of talking about this before you came on, Tommy, but like in terms of an elegant possible solution with Bill Belichick and maybe moving on from him or finding a suitor out there that wants to make some kind of a deal, do you think that his value can be affected still as the season goes on if you say, I don't know, lost to the terrible Giants this week? Like, Can things get worse in terms of potential uh, trade value for Bill Belichick, do you think? I've been kind of on an, on an island to begin with Christian and saying that I don't think that the market for bill is going to be as thirsty as most people imagine. Well, definitely not this guy sitting to my right. He thinks (laughs) there's going to be a huge market for bill. I think that's insane. You got a 72 year old guy. You're going to have to spend $25 million on who sucks with the media. Who's going to be miserable to the players who aren't going to really embrace the idea of bill who has a five year track record now of, not managing teams down the stretch by any stretch of the imagination. He's the worst. He's worse after Thanksgiving than he's ever been since 2019. And, and he'd still be the best when and it he, comes to offensive evaluation. And he would still be the best thing that would happen to the Washington commanders organization as not only the uh, guy to help them get business done, but I think the Washington would sign up for the bad year that Bill had two years ago of going ten and seven in a playoff game. I don't know, man. I mean, do 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 you absolutely um, retard well, the progress here's, of your franchise if you bring somebody in who might be one of the worst team builders at this juncture? Again, greatest team builder for a while. But the magic touch is gone. Well, you cannot evaluate offensive players at this juncture. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think with some teams, it's bigger than just the on the field. Uh, and I also have a theory that has been proven right almost every time, which is called the new owner rule, Tommy. I'm sure you're aware of this. Mm-hmm. You know, new owners, they're like, ooh, this is my shiny toy. Now what can I do with it? David Tepper is the kind of guy to go get, uh, you know, Matt Rule, and that would be his boo-boo. If Josh Harris's boo-boo is that he goes and gets Bill Belichick to try to wipe away the stains of the uh, Dan Snyder era, no pun intended for real on that one, because <laughs> uh, I didn't even think of it until I said it, 
that would be a calming influence. And they need a stadium that has like hot water and doesn't have dung falling out of pipes onto humans trying to watch their terrible product. I just don't think the bill carries that kind of enthusiasm from legislators and representatives at this point. The bill Belichick. Bill Belichick Wait, isn't big in uh, well. It's Maryland. That's why he's he's big in that part of the world, as we know. You presume he is. You presume he mm. is because he was in Annapolis until 1973. But I mean, it's not. We're both going to have. Look, Christy was right on Juju. <laughs> you might be right on Bill. I'm having a cold season. Usually, I am lights out on this friggin' team with predictions. Is that the first not time he's admitted that you were right here. about Juju? No, he's admitted it a oh, few okay. times. All right. And not because I'm asking you to, Tom. I, I haven't been beating you up for that. You've been offering it, right? No, it's so outlandish that I'm wrong that I have to point it out. Um, I think you're going to be right about Bill, too, just for what it's worth, since I was the one who was right. Uh, I think you're going to be uh, right about this Bill thing, too. Yeah, but you're not right that often, so that uh, that's good. Whoa, whoa, hey, hey. Juju. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, need I remind you? It just happened. Um, real quick, uh, before we uh, before we move on here, um, with the uh, with the Giants in town, that was a team that I don't know. Out of all the teams that may be interested in Bill, from like a sentimental reason, the Giants certainly seem like one that you know, if if they wanted to move on from Brian Dayball and just have some kind of thing for a bridge, and I don't think that that's you know to say that they would offer up a draft pick or something, but if he was available. And there was a team out there that just sort of looked at it and thought, all right, a year or two of Bill Belichick. I mean, that's not crazy to think, is it? It isn't crazy. I just don't think that Dayball is going to be somebody that they move on from. Um, but it, it's not crazy at all. Again, it all depends upon the relationship between owner and Bill or the appeal that Bill would have to an owner. So that's why I look at the Chargers and say, really, are the Spanos going to cough up $25 million a year, or are the Spanos going to be in a situation where, Bill, we'll give you three, and the Patriots can give you 22, because that's what you're already on the hook for. And will the Crafts, you know, agree to that because of offsets? Or does Bill spend a year just collecting money and then go someplace at 73? This is going to be a very interesting situation. But I do think the Maras and Bill, um, in terms of the New York Giants possibility, do have a solid-ish relationship. What the hell? I mean, again, another team that, you know, the Giants solved Bill in 2007, 2011. So, and other times during the, you know, 2015, I think they had a a stirring win here at Gillette Stadium um, over the Patriots. So is Bill somebody that you're looking at and saying, yeah, we got to get him in here? I I don't think that is the same as it was in 2018, 19, or 20 now. So what are the chances you think Kraft and Co. get cold feet here and it gets to January and the season ends and they say, you know what, let's give him one more run. We'll, we'll see if we can take some personnel powers away, whatever. Maybe he agrees to it. Sure. Do you think there's a chance that Bill is actually back next season or do you think it's kind of the, the writing's on the wall? Um, I would say it's on the wall in bright, yellow, human-sized paint. NFW is my feeling on it. <laughs> wow. So, so so there's no cold feet then? You, you don't think Kraft will <laughs> get cold feet? doesn't sound like it now. No. Okay. I don't think so. Right. Also I mean, depends, it also depends. It also depends. Somebody just asked, does, does he need to witness? 
Uh, I was also going to say I, it also depends on which craft is leading the charge. Right. Yep. There's that part of it as well because. As we look at other owners, at some point it will just be Jonathan's shop. And, you know, what are his views on all of this? Well, Tommy, it's going to be a pretty interesting day. And I don't know how much of it will really be based on the football on the field. But thanks a bunch, friend. And we'll talk to you on uh, Tuesday. All right, guys. Have a great night. There, there we go. Day. There goes uh, Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston with us on the uh, Harbor One Hotline. Reverend Arcan slides in. Well, you got something there, Captain? Yeah. So what, what do we got here? Mike Garofolo, NFL Network, Patriots, QB, Mac Jones getting loose. He will start today per sources, but Bailey Zappi likely to be in the mix as well. Platoon! Platoon! I mean... <laughs> <laughs> we're now we're back likely to be in the mix. Yeah, Dawback versus lefties, trot versus righties. Right, well, and here's the thing: <laughs> there's no emergency quarterback. Right. So if something goes wrong, he is likely to be in the mix. We're back to what was it? Uh, hold on, what was the one that uh, Kern crapped all over a couple? Uh, uh, oh, it was a Zeke. Zeke, yeah, Zeke yeah. Elliott the likely to get starting yeah. starter reps. Yeah. Yep. Here we go again. Yep. Sunday yeah. splash. Bailey maybe. Zappi likely in play. Well, if Mac rolls an ankle, guess who's coming in? Yep. Or if he throws a pick, or if Bill gets pissed, guess who's coming in? They're saying likely Mac Jones throws an interception, I think is what that means. Yeah. <laughs> it's I, so fact I mean, Zappi we're, we're in the into mix. the whole likely thing, and now we're guessing what Bill's going to do, and how quick will the trigger be, and all that kind of stuff. Feels Great. like the Bears game last year all over again. Minus Matt Patricia being interjected into, yeah. uh, into the situation. I'll tell you, the, Gi- the Giants picked off Howell three times last week and forced three fumbles. So, you know, I mean, like, that's a team that's a team that's hot with the takeaways right now. You get one or two of those, and I bet you're seeing Zappy pretty fast. Uh, that'll be, uh, honest to God, I want Zappy to go in. I really do. Just put it to bed. I want him to start. I want him to get a start all week. That's I, what I'd like to do. Yeah, see. I, yeah. I we I, already I, seen him go in. He gets, you know, yeah. when he goes into a game or getting their ass kicked, he doesn't. He's not. That's not a good spot for him. When he started, he won. You know, I mean, when he started, he won. I mean, yeah. And he, and again, we can look at opponents and all that kind of stuff. And still, but <laughs> look he, at this opponent. This would be a perfect well, one. Well, <laughs> again, he started last year and then he was cut. Yeah. And no one picked him up. So thirty-one teams are that stupid. I don't know. No, I don't a lot know. of teams passed on Tom Brady there, Gresham. I mean, Their quarterback know. situation just stinks. Oh that's, no, that's it, what is. it is. It's the, it is one of the worst in football. It is not good. And what's Will Greer doing this morning? I know. Well, that was one of my things here with uh, with the whole quarterback situation. Is you know what you have in Mac, you know what you have in Zappy. Will Greer was kind of a mystery. Like, okay, you, you don't know what's going to happen. Why not just throw him into the into the fire and see what happens? Yeah. But again, that would have felt like, okay. Well, that's not the Bill way. I know. He, yeah. he can't stand there and say, best position to win. Right. We're just going to put this guy exactly. in. Exactly. It, it kind of doesn't correlate. Reverend Arcand is in next for his preview. He's also got trending. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, more of the guys. This is WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. All right, good morning to the congregation. It is the Reverend Arkand in here with the, uh, well, of course, Brother Gresh. Hello, Brother hello, Gresh. Hello, Welcome hello. in, Brother Cadlick as well. Uh, here for the uh, scouting report. And back behind the glass on the organ, a uh, new lector we have, Brother Joseph. Uh, welcome in and welcome to the uh, community here. Doesn't love his organ as much as uh, Brother Stiz did, of course. But he has a great Technicolor dream coat. He certainly does. Uh, Joseph joining us here as we uh, get to the giant scouting report. But before we do that, we're coming off a of bye week, which was a time of reflection, I think, for Patriots fans everywhere. And a time of reflection for the Patriots organization where they reflected on who should be their quarterback. And as we're finding out now decided to keep doing the same crap they've been doing all year with Mac Jones which is what it's going to be it looks like and Mac Jones will be going up against this big blue team who has been uh, similar to the Patriots very bad this year so let's get to the Giants in their last game all right when we last last checked in on the Giants they were doing something they haven't done much this year and that was celebrating a win and it was a convincing win uh, 31-19 over the Commanders, and for the Giants, it was just their third win of the year, their second win over Washington, also their second road win, and uh, they beat the Cardinals back in Week 2 in Arizona. The Giants turned Sam Howell and the Commander offense over six times last Sunday, three picks, three fumbles, and their undrafted rookie quarterback, Tommy DeVito, excellent in his second career start, 246 yards, three touchdowns. Saquon caught two of them, and DeVito earned his first win. The win was a major blow to the Giants' draft position, though. Pushed them out of the top three to five overall, according to Tankathon, as it stands today. All right, let's get to some New York offseason changes. Brother right. Wiggins is confused on who this Tommy DeVito guy is. Uh, yes, that's uh, Tony DeVito, <laughs> a.k.a. Danny DeVito, uh, but also known as uh, Tommy DeVito. Anyway, in the offseason, that was uh, one of the things they did is they signed Tommy DeVito as a uh, undrafted free agent, but that was one of several things that they did. And the Giants were one of the teams, one of only six teams, to get an A grade from PFF for their offseason and one of just eight teams to get an A grade from CBS Sports, which, thinking about it now, 
all these outlets giving the Giants these great grades for their offseason is kind of funny in retrospect, considering how much they sucked this year. I think a lot of it was tied into that they re-signed their quarterback, right. who had a short-term hot run of 10 games, and then they turned around and gave $160 million to. Everybody evaluates that. Oh, you kept your own guy. Now you wish you didn't. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they also got some weapons for Daniel Jones. They uh, signed wideout Paris Campbell. They signed Jamison Crowder. They traded for Darren Waller. At the time, seemed like three pretty good moves to yeah. sort of shore up the pass-catching room. They also franchised Saquon Barkley. And as you said, Gresh signed Jones to a four-year, $160 million contract after what some considered a breakout 2022 season. The Giants also took Maryland corner Deontay Banks with the 24th pick in the draft. That was considered one of the bigger steals in that whole first round. Uh, him and Gonzalez, I'd say, people looked at and said, all right, those are two of the yep. better value picks of that round. He's been pretty good for them. I know they've been a bad team, but he's uh, he's graded out okay. Their second-round pick, John Michael Schmitz, is their starting center. And third-round receiver, Jalen Hyatt out of Tennessee, has been an occasional bright spot. He's had, like, two or three pretty good games for them this year. All right, how did the Giants get to where they are? All right, by just about every measurement, I'd say the Giants are the biggest disappointment in the NFL this year, right? I mean, they were a playoff team last year, and there were other playoff teams last year who aren't maybe going to make the playoffs this year, but none of them are down where the Giants are. So I'd say probably, I mean, the Patriots have been disappointing, but they weren't playoff last year. Uh, the Chargers were 10-7, and 7, and they're probably going to miss the playoffs, but... It's a playoff team in New York that is now uh, picking in the top five. And even before the injuries to Jones and uh, Tyrod Taylor, things went way off the rails. Uh, they amassed the worst point differential in the league so far at negative 136. Patriots are minus 97, just for comparison's sake. And uh, they were uh, a playoff team last season. It's hard to envision that as they're headed for a top five pick. And uh, the collapse of the Giants has dealt a major blow to Brian Dayball, who was starting to look like a rare Belichick coaching tree success story after last year. Instead, now that's uh, that's pretty much all out the window. But I think that was, you know, outside of Bill O'Brien and his one or two years, I'd say, in Houston, and maybe Brian Flores that one year in Miami, like there really aren't too many other success stories you can look at on the Belichick coaching tree. And Vrabel doesn't count because nope. he wasn't in the coaching tree. Exactly He's right. in the Urban Meyer coaching Although, tree. Although I would I've say... I've fought with Jones about this. He considers him part of the Belichick no coaching tree, and no, he is not. God, no. He is not. Never coached him. No, and right. he... And, it's that simple. And uh, Vrabel went to college to start his coaching right. career. Right. So it doesn't even correlate. No. Uh, however, Tennessee might be along with the Giants, the other team that we can put up there as one of the bigger disappointments because people did expect good things out of both teams. That's true. And yeah, the Titans were That'd be about it. First team in the, the number 1 in the AFC like 2 years ago. Uh so yeah, they've they've fallen off pretty hard for sure. All right, let's get to some players to watch. All right, number one is Saquon Barkley. He's ninth in the NFL in rush yards this year. He's part of that running back revolution from the offseason. Uh, his big uh, thing was to get franchised, I guess. He wanted a long-term extension. Instead, they just franchised him. He was frustrated with that, as was Jonathan Taylor and Christian McCaffrey and all these other uh, Derrick Henry, these other The running, running backs back revolution that went nowhere. That really did not go anywhere. Uh, this year, Barkley has one rushing touchdown and four receiving touchdowns. I mentioned that earlier in the show. Uh, very active in the passing game. I would expect to see him get a lot of looks. Uh, from DeVito today. Uh, then there's Tommy DeVito, who is a 25-year-old undrafted rookie, still lives at home in New Jersey, and his mom still makes his uh, Sunday gravy on the chicken parm. He carved up the commanders last week. Very uh, very AJ Soprano sounding this yeah, guy, Yeah, right? pink sauce on a chicken parm doesn't work for me. You gotta no. go. You have to go regular red on a chicken parm. If you want to go agree. with the vodka sauce, then that's for like baked zeet 
or something oh, yeah. like that. Yeah, that's not, but not on the typical sandwich that you would get from your local bodega. No, that's true. Um, DeVito did look good last week. Uh, one of his first starts, and this, the other one wasn't very good, but he looked good last week. There's Kayvon Thibodeau, the second-year edge rusher out of Oregon. He's tied with Max Crosby, six in the NFL with ten and a half sacks. Nice mix of speed and power. He's been great lately uh, and was uh, all over uh, Howell in that game last week. Then there's Bobby Okidoki, the fifth-year linebacker, <laughs> who signed a four-year deal with New York after four seasons in Indy. Uh, fast, he can chase down running backs, he can cover tight ends, and uh, slow wide receivers. Four forced fumbles from Okereke this year as well. So one of those yeah. guys that will tackle you from behind, make sure you're taking care of the ball because Lord knows we could pick a Patriots wide receiver that's had that happen to him this yeah, year. Yeah, you certainly can. All right, Barkley, DeVito, Thibodeau, uh, Okie anybody I'm missing there that uh, you'd like to spotlight on the Giants? Xavier McKinney, the safety, is yeah. another guy where you got to be careful in terms of not only throwing it down the middle, but I know we're not allowed to hit anymore in contact football, but that is a guy who will at least make a wide receiver sort of peeky-peeky a little bit to be like, oh, am I going to get body rocked here? Uh, but McKinney would be the other guy to highlight because he's a safety. Right. And with old Wink Martindale, he was the best host of Tic-Tac-Toe, but we know he loves to bring the secondary pressure McKinney might be a guy that gets a little more involved in the mix. Yeah, the blitz in general is going to be huge in this game, whether it's, you know, Okereke or anybody on that front seven. I mean, they're just going to try and get after the quarterback because they know that quarterback's in disarray right now for the Patriots. So watch out for the front seven. All right, there you go. Let's get to some former Patriots. There's really only one former Patriot on the Giants. You guys know who it is? Uh, oh, 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 um... Uh, Gunner, uh, yep. oh, uh, oh, uh, 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 old, old Shnefsky. Gunner Olszewski, yeah. Oh, you. man, I didn't I even know. All I remember is Gunnero. that was it, and I couldn't remember how to say his last name. If God forbid, I got to spell it. Uh, yeah, spelling it's a lot tougher than saying it. Gunnar Olszewski was the former return man. He was on Pittsburgh this year, got cut by the Steelers, scooped up by the Giants. He is the Giants' current punt returner. He's uh, wow. He's got that job now, and he wasn't bad at it when he was here. He fumbled a, uh, a few times, but when he, when he caught it, you know the rare times he caught it, he could uh, he could he could create he some space. With it, that guy, um, he certainly did. And there's one former giant on the Patriots, and that is. Oh God, I don't even know. Uh, yes, you do. Oh, Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers. Uh, Joe Judge. <laughs> yeah, him too. Yeah, uh, Jabril Peppers, who was drafted by Cleveland in 2017, traded to the Giants for Odell Beckham after two pretty good seasons, and is now on the Patriots and considered one of the leaders in that Patriots locker room, and has been a uh, another lone bright spot in a pretty dark year. All right, let's get to some enemy storylines. <laughs> The big one, I think, for the Giants, which is sort of reflective of the Patriots, too, is where do the Giants go from here? Uh, new quarterback, tough to do that when you just locked your guy up for four years, 160. New coach, kind of tough to do that when Dayball was the darling of New York last year and uh, had them in the playoffs. So what do you do? Do you just stay the course and hope things turn around next season? Or what do you, if you're the Giants, if we're doing, if we're on the fan right now, you know, what are, what are, we, what are we talking about? Well, uh, I don't think there is the moving on from the coach. I really don't think Dayball is going to get punted because that would be the fourth coach, I do believe, who would have just gotten two years and then gone. Mm. And yeah, I'd I, agree. Yeah, it, it feels like, okay, he had a good year. We can put into context what happened. Uh, but in terms of quarterback, that's a great question because wouldn't some of it really depend on where their draft position is? Like yeah, if the yeah. if the Giants had one of those top two, if those guys come out in terms of more Caleb Williams, then if the choice is there, what one do they make? I kind of think that they're going to use that pick to go in another direction and try to reload it with a good coach and quarterback. Well, 
with a coach and quarterback combination that did well last year, they'll give them a chance next year, I think. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Dayball's been fine. I think also, though, if you do have a chance to, I mean, get a guy, I, again, a guy like Bill Belichick, who, yeah, he's sort of tanked at this, not tanked, I keep using the word tank, but they're not great this year. He hasn't been well, but I've been, the, the history with that, the mayor is like him, they know him, whatever, like maybe they go with Bill. Other than that, I think you just stick with Dayball, use the pick, try and do something with Daniel Jones, trade him, whatever. I don't know who's going to trade for him, but you go from there with a new quarterback. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I can say this. There was a survey in The Athletic, a fan survey, about your uh, approval ratings for different players on the team and the front office guys and the coach. Very positive for Dayball, very positive for Joe Schoen, very negative for uh, Danny Dimes. So that may be the way the fan base is sort of looking at it. Let's move on from this quarterback. Tough to trade a guy who sucks and is making $40 million. I mean, do they just ride with Jones and uh, Tyrod Taylor again next year? And Tony DeVito. Yeah, and Tony DeVito. That's true. Well, you know what? That might be another sort of monkey wrench in all this in terms of where are they going to go because maybe they look at it and say, hey, the DeVito kid, he's cheap. We keep him behind our expensive guy, and then we've created a a New England quarterback situation temporarily. Yeah, certainly could be. All right, there you go. That is the Reverend Scouting Report. Of the New York Giants. Mass has ended. Go in peace. And I believe we have an actives. We do. Uh, we do. What do we got? Uh, Patriots inactives. Cornerback Alex Austin. Oh, run, no. Running back Jermichael Hasty. No. Tackle Vidarian Lowe. No. Wide receiver Jalen Rager. Uh. And defensive end Sam Roberts. Trent Brown, Devontae Parker, both active for this so one. So everyone's playing. Basically. Yep. Uh, Giants, Deshaun Corbin, Jarvarius Owens, Carlos Basham, Evan Neal, tackle. And Dexter Lawrence will not play. All right, if it weren't for the last two, you would have sounded like the Keen Peel <laughs> yeah, right. of all the names that you're making up in terms yeah, of the uh, Devoin yeah. shower him. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Devin Neal, Dexter Lawrence won't play. So uh, really, nothing. No, no real surprises there no, at all in terms of the. Uh, although Devontae Parker is up and Kayshawn Booty as well. Yep. So do we end up seeing like a? I don't know. Is that even worth watching the playtime splits between those two guys? Because Thornton's in there, too. Right. And I still do not understand. I, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say I don't understand, but it's the – I still haven't figured out if the Patriots have figured out exactly how they would like to try to use Tyquan Thornton, right. let alone that working. You want to make it interesting? And that is? Who gets more targets today? Thornton over under booty. Oh, Thornton probably gets more more targets. Yeah, I would I'm not think. saying who catches more balls. No, no, because because I think Thornton's <laughs> getting like two, and Booty might get one. The last okay. time Thornton was active, he played one snap. I'm pretty sure, and Booty played more, but I don't know if he got any targets. So, and it'll be interesting. All right, who wants to it? And you're taking <laughs> and you're taking Rager out to put Parker in. So. It, I know we focused a lot on Parker and Booty as being the guys, but maybe it's more Rager mixed in there because for some reason they like him. I can't yeah, figure that out at no, all. No, not this week, they don't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I guess because they got the they got the uh, veteran guy who they bullied into a contract restructuring before the season even started. Yeah. Another one of those Jedi mind tricks. Yep. Oh, we'll make you feel better about taking less money to stay here. Chess first checkers, baby. Yeah, I I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know uh, how Devontae Parker is, again, even going to fit in. But that's your Nikhil Harry type. Like, if they're going to run the ball more. Oh, good. You want, no, but you want <laughs> no, him in there to block 100%. other than tiny little uh, Jalen Rager or right. whatever. No, you're right. Um, and then Evan Neal, he was expected to be down, correct? I believe so, it yeah. It kind of has been for yeah. a while. Yeah. Yeah, that, that giant soul line. They've Tough been. Sledding. 
Well, they've been Andrew trying Thomas to re- has been pretty good. Thomas but. has not been bad. And uh, you mentioned uh, it was a John Michael Schmitz, the kid that yes. they drafted. He's been competitive this year. Yeah. You know, that's a tough spot. Walk in as a rookie and and start and play right away. Right. Uh, regardless of uh, regardless of where you're drafted. So there you go. Uh, it doesn't look like weather is going to be a uh, issue today. Apparently, we're going to get whacked with a storm here tonight. Moving in. Uh, but I guess the weather is going to be uh, pretty clean down there uh, for the game at 1 o'clock between the Giants and the Patriots. Don't forget, WEI Football Sunday, we've got you until 1. Foyer is coming up at noon, but also after the game, it is the Six Rings post game show with Fitzy and Hart. I know Cadillac stops by. Normally they get Foyer on the phone yep. as well. So breaking everything down after the game right here on WEI with Fitzy and Hart. As soon as that game is over, make sure you are flipping over to W-E-E-I. Uh, we'll take a look at some fantasy impacts, some other news and notes around the NFL before we talk to Foyer at noon on W-E-E-I Football Sunday. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor, you are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We are right back to WEEI Football Sunday on WEEI. devolve down to in between breaks and talking about the creepy weird people that we know that put stuff on social media or asmr videos and all that crazy stuff that's what it is when you're two and eight and you're going into new york and taking on the uh the giants hey i know that we had inactives and stuff and we can hit on some uh things around the uh, uh around the nfl like rashad white is up for tampa bay if you're you know need him in fantasy today and it's been a real truncated week from a fantasy end because we've already played four games by the way black friday game up or down on that i don't know if i liked the like mid-afternoon start time on it um, yeah, I thought that was a little early, but all in all, I wasn't I wasn't uh, mad at it. I didn't I hate it. Was, it. It was I nice it. to have a game that day. I I'll, think. Go ahead. I'd sacrifice the Thanksgiving game to have another Black Friday game. I'll always take more NFL football any oh. day of the week. I love Thursday night football. I love Monday night football. I don't yeah. care if I can give watch it, an NFL game. Give it fifteen years, <laughs> yeah. and then you're like, damn it, this would have been a day off, and now I got to sit yeah, here and fair. watch this. How about this for the Texans today, right? So today they're going against Jacksonville, and that is Trevor Lawrence. So. Here is who Jacksonville has gone against as an opponent at quarterback the last couple of weeks. Trevor Lawrence today, Mm -hmm. Calamari last week, Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young. That is every number one pick from 2018 to 2023. (laughs) And the Texans will play Cleveland 
in week 16 where the number uh, one pick in 2017, Miles Garrett, was. That's interesting. So somehow, some weird way, Houston is going to play the last uh, six number one overall picks in the draft. And what's interesting about that, too, really, is that all of those number one overall picks are either like out of the playoffs or like right on the cusp in the Bengals. And they're probably not going to make it because Burrow's out for the year. Well, I'm kind of glad you I'm kind of glad you you brought that up because I didn't think about that angle of it. Lawrence is a hit. Burrow's a hit. Right. The rest of those guys, it's all I mean, Baker Mayfield's already in his now hold on one to, now he's in his Four. third stop. Four? The oh Rams. yeah, that's right. Who, but who was it? I Cleveland, had Ram- Carolina. Carolina, that's the Rams and Bucks, the yeah. Bucks. So he's on his uh he's on his fourth team. Yep. It looks like uh Arizona could be coming to an end with old Kyler Murray out there. He looks uh, pretty good though the last couple weeks. He uh, he looks okay. He's the best running back playing quarterback in the NFL, <laughs> there's no question. I mean, that guy Listen, as an athlete, nobody takes anything away from the guy. Right. I just don't know if he's playing the right position, quite honestly. But it, it's it is interesting, that, and and I would say Miles Garrett's a hit, even though he's a defensive guy, and they mm-hmm. don't count nowadays when you talk yeah. football on sports radio. Right, defensive players only count when they get thirty sacks or, or ten interceptions. That's it. But you know, Garrett's another one of those guys that was a hit. But I mean, that was half and half in terms of that list right there. But when you hit, you hit big. Like to me, Joe Burrow's a dude. A, a jury is still out a little bit on Trevor Lawrence. But it sure as hell seems like he's the future of that franchise. You know, he just passed uh, Mac Jones in touchdown passes last week. Is that right? Yeah. It's uh, crazy. Mac was stuck on 10 at the bye week, and Lawrence had nine going into that last game. He had two, and he rushed for two, I think. Yeah. But then it was 10 and 11. Well, he just passed Mac Jones. And, Arkan, you'd mentioned the whole nugget with those number ones. And if, if you think about now, the Mac draft is shaping up that there's really only going to be one of those QBs that's yeah. going to emerge. Yeah. Because who knows what's up in Chicago? Like I think Fields will stick around. Even if he doesn't stick around there, he'll get another job. I, I well, I'm, I I think Fields and Mac both will. I mean, because a lot of those, again, it's experience. And in theory, if they end up getting released, you're kind of getting those players on the cheap and on oh, the yeah. rebound. Definitely. So it would make them employable at least for another stop. I think the question is for me is Mac Jones and Justin Fields, are they both in their respective stops next year but not guaranteed anything in terms of playing time at the quarterback spot? Yeah, well, that's the interesting part, like you said, because they're cheap because they're on that rookie deal. You don't have to pick up their option, but they're still a good, like, again, a good player to have in the room because they're so cheap on that, like, thing. So Yeah, I think there's that, and I think there's also the every organization seems to view the backup spot very, very differently. And some of it is tied into the confidence in your starter, and some of it is just tied into the organization saying, well, the hell with it, even if it is square peg round hole, we're just going to keep jamming them in there because we got to find out if, you know, this guy is either worth keeping or playing or all that whatnot. And I don't know if there's change in Chicago after the year. I mean, Eberflus... I don't think he's going to be there. I, if I, they end up with the number one pick again and they kind of want to reset the whole thing, I think they got to go with an offensive coach. Well, I did roll this out. I wonder if Chicago, um, because Chicago and Washington are similar in this respect. They both don't know where they're going to be playing football in five to ten years. Mm-hmm. And with the Bears, they need to get some of that done. True. But they're going about it differently than Washington. When Washington, the owner, is going to be leading the way. Old Lady McCaskey apparently hired that guy, Kevin Warren, who ran the Big Ten. Oh, and, yeah, that's right. And and Sean Wade's dad, who called the Gresham Fourier yeah. show out of the blue. That right? was really him, huh? That was really him. Got, well, I remember hearing up. that and being like, 
Is that really? Is that some guy? Because why would you pretend to be Sean Wade's dad? Exactly. There wouldn't be. (laughs) And he had particulars, and he does like some radio stuff down on 1010XL in Jacksonville and all that kind of whatnot. But that guy, Kevin Warren, who's now running the Bears, screwed up, screwed guys like Sean Wade because it was, no, we're not going to play. Oh, we are. Wait a minute. Oh, the COVID year, right? The whole COVID year. That boob is now working for the Bears trying to get their stadium thing done. So I wonder if old lady McCaskey is like, Bill was good 20 years ago. Let's bring him in type thing yeah. because they got to calm the foot down, football operation down and maybe a 99 year. I don't know who is Virginia McCaskey. Is she older than old lady Ford up in Detroit? I think they're uh, in a race. Is anyone yeah. older than her? Uh, and, <laughs> they're, does, uh, and they're both own teams. So there where does could Sister be some... Jean lie in this oh, age race? <laughs> she's in Chicago. Yeah, that's she right. is. Like 104 yeah, or something. Martha Ford's 98 years old. Yeah, yeah. And she owns wow. a team. I that's mean, crazy. imagine. So imagine this, okay? Here's what you do for a second. I want you to close your eyes. And when the Detroit Lions were going through their last head coach hire, what was it like when someone brought into the owner's office? Hi, uh, yes, Mrs. Ford, we'd like you to meet Dan Campbell. <laughs> and what that was like for a 98-year-old woman and to she meet says, that sold. guy. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. I want that guy. I like his spunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, seriously. Actual bull in a china shop. Yeah. Honest <laughs> to God, it's really insane when you uh, when you stop and think about it from, oh, uh, from, uh, from that end. Uh, we will get to a Christian Fourier coming up at the uh, top of the hour to tell us how important the tight ends will be. Hey, Darren Waller, factor today? Hunter Henry, out. factors today? Darren Waller, I think, is out. Oh, that's right. I, I he's forgot. He's hurt. That's yeah. right. He got hurt. So that's another big weapon, too. That yep. was really their big free agent import with the Giants. Yeah, he was. Um, as far as the Patriots. Dan side, Bellinger is there. Yeah, Dan Bellinger. That sounds like a Matt Sokol type. Yeah, that guy sells insurance. <laughs> that uh-huh. is, yeah, exactly right. Um, but no, I think the Patriots, I mean, I don't know. The Patriots tight ends, I feel like every week we say they're going to be a factor. We all say they could be, and then they don't end up being. Like, Mike Gesicki is a de facto wide receiver. Bill Belichick told us that a few weeks ago. That after didn't the game. work. That didn't work. That's something I was wrong about. Like Tom Curran, I admit that I was wrong about uh, uh, Mike Gesicki. I thought they would have an idea as to how they want to use him. Yeah. And that's where they, they're kind of losing me. Is exactly. that I, I don't, it's, it's not fitting with him in this offense. Right. They don't know how to use them like Miami did, at least on the goal line and in, you know, sort of, you know, third and short packages, whatever you want to call it. But Hunter Henry, too, I mean, He's been fine. He's just been a solid tight end since they brought him here. He's a captain, whatever. But like on the field, I don't I don't see him being a big factor in this game. I just don't. I don't either. Just real quick about Jasicki. Yeah. yeah. He was the two years prior to his last year in Miami, he was a big part of that offense. Yep. And he put up numbers and he looked like he was, you know, a, a blossoming tight end in the NFL. Then in that last Miami year, they almost phased him completely out. You know, like he wasn't he wasn't part of anything anymore. He wasn't getting looks anymore. They decided this offense really wasn't a tight endy kind of offense anymore. And I feel like the Patriots have sort of looked at that last year and been like, Yeah, let's get more of that. <laughs> no, yeah, I, you know? no, absolutely. And I thought it was the whole spacing it out and all that stuff. Like I can, it, it but well, number one, it goes to show that the scheme does matter with the player because Mike McDaniel clearly views tight ends differently than other right. people do in the NFL. Yeah, like he doesn't view them at all. And <laughs> yeah, which is which yeah. is crazy. And they had Kittle in San Francisco. Francisco, which is what I don't understand. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? But then again, Gesicki doesn't fit that role anyway. He's no. not a hand down, uh, in line tight end. Calic, are you uh, out of here? Yeah, I'm out. All I'm right. Go. Uh, what happens today? Oh boy. All right. I'm gonna go with a. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with a Giants win. 
I can't. Back- I picked. I picked the Patriots six five on TV. By the way, so feel free to take the under. I like six five. I, I do. I like the under. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points. I think it's going to be a tough game to watch. I think we see Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi in this one. I ultimately am going to go with a seventeen. 13 Giants win. Oh, the only thing that matters is the under. Yep. There you go. Take the under. <laughs> We're all on the under, I think. Uh, we'll talk to Christian Fourier about this game next on WEEI Football Sunday. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 